ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونشكره ونتوب اليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له لا مثيل له هو الله الخالق القادر المنزه عن صفات خلقه وهو القائل عن نفسه ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وعظيمنا وقائدنا وقره عيننا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه وحبيبه بلغ الرساله وعد الامانه ونصح الامه فجزاه الله عنا خير ما جزى نبيا من انبيائه اللهم صل وسلم وبارك واعظم على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به القرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى في محكم تنزيله يا والذين امنوا كو انفسكم واهليكم نارا وقودها الناس والحجاره عليها ملائكه غلاظ شداد لا يعصون الله ما امرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون وقال عليه الصلاه والسلام مروا اولادكم بالصلاه وهم ابناء سبع all praise due to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we thank him we glorify him we send our salutations to the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam allah out of his mercy has made it easy for us to be among those that are alive today being the first friday of the year which is the first friday in the month of muharram dear respected brothers and sisters in faith our discussion today is more or less a reflection in our life our discussion today as we saw in the previous verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us as believers ya walladhina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara o you who believe protect yourselves and also your children from the hellfire the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also said regarding this muru auladukum bisalat wa hum abna'u sab'a you should command your children to pray from the age of 7 dear respected brothers and sisters in faith it's a time of reflection the time we ask this question are we really protecting ourselves from jahannam are we really protecting our children from jahannam for indeed we know in our houses in our environment what we do to protect ourselves simple example brothers and sisters in faith when you have a child sometimes because of his safety or her safety you put safety plugs in the house so that they will not hurt themselves with electricity the same thing applies to things that are around the house sometimes you put soft things around the tables or sharp edges 
so that you protect your children from hurting themselves. These are what parents do every single day in our lives today. Their respected brothers and sisters in faith, it reaches a stage where even if children are to go out in the backyard, we want to make sure that we are with them or else they don't go out just for their safety. We don't allow them to go in front of the houses just because of safety so that no one can grab them and take them away. Their respected brothers and sisters, we do all this with the name of safety. Allah said we should protect them and protect ourselves from Jahannam. What are we doing in that regard? What have you done in that regard to protect yourself and your children from the hellfire? Indeed, let's go back again and see what we do in our daily life to protect our children. You look after the children, they reach the stage where they can drive or they reach the stage where they are allowed to sit behind the steering. What do you do? Imma, you yourself take them every now and then to teach them how to drive or you pay for someone to teach them. When they are driving, you sit next to them, helping them and guiding them throughout the journey so that they go safely. Amazing. Amazing. Regardless of this safety, they're going to die. You're going to die. But the safety that they need, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, protect yourself and protect them from Jahannam, what have you done in this regard? What have you done to protect yourself? What have you done to protect your children from Jahannam? Allah commanded you to do so. It's a command from Allah. Protect yourself and also your children from Jahannam. What have you done? What is happening in your houses? What are your actions? What do you do that children can see that you are protecting yourself and you're protecting them as well? What are we doing? We, we neglect that. We don't care about that. We sit down and everything is fine. What are the preparations that we've given them? What are the things that we do to let these children understand they are on a journey? Imma, you go before them or they go before you. It's a journey that they will take responsibility of their own actions. What are we doing day to day to make sure that we bring these kids up in a way that they will appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them? How far do we go? Are we so much so into our own culture rather than the religion? Do we care so much, your children, to speak your language than to be able to read Quran? Is this your main aim? Is for your children to know the values or to know how to cook your food rather than understanding how to pray? How many times have you sat with your child and say, pray, let me see. Read the Quran, let me see. Open the hadith, let me see. How do you go about this? What do you understand with these words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How do you interpret the meaning of this word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have said? What do you think of this saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa In your life, if you go out and about, how do you deal with yourself regarding the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you care? Who your children are friends to? Do you have problem with those that go out with your children? Do you care to ask 
the lifestyle of those kids that your children are friends to? They go out there. Most of these friends of theirs will only cheer them up when they do stupid things. At home, you are there saying, don't do, don't do without any evidence, without any proof. But they go out there, they are being cheered up. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I meet this? What do I do to change this? Their friends will not care if they go out there to eat halal or haram. Their friends will not care who to mingle with out there. Their friends will not care what sort of action they should take out there. Either that action brings insult to you as a parent or to the Muslim ummah or to the race that you are coming from. You don't care about that. The effort, the energy that you put when these kids are coming up at home, the effort that you put making sure that when they drive, they are safe. The effort that you put making sure that you buy a car that they will be safe or they will be in it without having issue. Have you checked what is your effort between yourself and Allah and how these kids are going to end up with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ask yourself, simple question. You came as an immigrant in this country. You were born in a Muslim community. You and your parents, grandparents always praying. But ask yourself the challenges that you yourself face in this society. To be able to maintain your iman, to be able to maintain your deen as an adult who came from overseas, how and what are the challenges that you face? Now ask yourself that question about your children who were born here. This is the society they grow in. They don't have anything apart from what they see you doing. Now ask yourself, what is the example you've given them? What did you take to be the most important thing in your life? What are the things that upset you so badly in the house? You know, when your car is dirty, when they leave mess on the floor, but you will not care to check have they prayed when you were away. You will not care to check have they read their Quran. You will not care to check whether the Quran they are reading, are they understanding? You will not care to check whether they know what is halal and what is haram. You don't have problem as long as they don't mess up with your things. Wallahi. If this is the lifestyle we've taken, we're going to answer questions in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not a joke. These are amana. These are trusts. Some people, wallahi, with money, they did not have the children. Prophets of Allah, they cried for Allah to bless them with children. You can see Ibrahim alayhi salam. Look at Zakaria. So when Allah has given you and you decided to choose dunya to be more important than preparing for them for their akhirah, you will answer question for wasting the trust Allah has given you. The respected brothers and sisters in faith, to know what we're talking about today, it's a blessing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it in a way if you are able to take care of your children, put them on the right path, let them be responsible in this dunya and akhirah, 
not only they are free for themselves, but you get benefit even after your death. That is why the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Ida mata ibn Adam, in qata'a amaluh, or ida mata insan, in qata'a anhu amaluh illa min thalathin: sadaqat al-jariya, or ilm yantafabi, or walad salih yadu'la." These children, Allah subhanahu wa taala made them to be part of what made a complete world. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Al-mal wal-banoon, zinat al-hayat al-dunya. Dear respected brothers and sisters in faith, ask yourself, have you protected yourself from Jahannam? Have you done the same for your children? What are the plans? When you meet Allah and Allah is questioning the trust have given you, how did you take care of it? What are your answers or what will your answers be? Dear respected brothers and sisters in faith, it is very important for anyone that gives you a trust, one day that person will ask how you take care of the trust. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask how we took care of our trust. It is very important, dear respected brothers and sisters in faith, we should know if between ourselves and our friends and family, trust will be something so important not to mess up with. Ask yourself, what of the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How do you deal with them? It is very important, brothers and sisters, when we speak today, we are only reminding each other. For indeed, we are facing the real challenges. The challenges that you see today, wallahi, is going to be smaller, minimum, than what is to come tomorrow. Now we live in a society. We see what's going on. We live in a society where things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala condemned in the Quran is becoming easy to accept. Muslims are okay with that just because of lack of knowledge, just because of lack of understanding. And we sit down and feel it's okay. Well, this is our time. Ask yourself 10 years, 20 years to come. Maybe you will be alive or not. What is the society going to be? And your children in that society, what are the mechanisms that you've given them? What are the things that you've given them that at least it will help them to understand that they are Muslims for whatever is happening in their society, they start with Allah first before anything else. You chose your culture first. You chose your language first. You chose your tribe first. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, don't die except as a Muslim. He did not say, don't die except as your culture or your race or your whatever community you're coming from. Allah is telling you, don't die except as a Muslim. But you don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. You boast here and there because of your race. You boast here and there because of your language. You boast here and there because of your culture. For your information, in this society as we live, there are people who lost their deen because of their culture. Aqulu qawni hadha wa astaghfirullaha al-azim li wa lakum min kulli dhanbin wa khati'a fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim wa al-barru al-kareem.
ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له شهاده تنجي قائلها من ديق النيران واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم dear respected brothers and sisters in faith we are lucky to be in a state where the first masjid today that is still running actively was the first masjid to be built in this country apart from those that have collapsed brothers and sisters in faith if you come to adelaide today and talk about the chameleons you can see the masjid on little gilbert those who built that masjid their grandchildren are still in this society their grandchildren they still have copies of quran that their parents brought when they came here but they are not muslims they are not muslims because their grandparents chose their culture over the religion i saw one person with the name abdullah in two wells some years back he was operating abattoir the name of the abattoir is abdullah pigs abdullah pigs I ask him where did you get this name Abdullah because that name does not match with your job and he said my grandparents were the chameleons they built the Adelaide mosque he knows it's not a history why aren't you a muslim one of the simple things he gave me was when our parents were young when they come to the masjid they will ask them to go out of the masjid because they were wearing shirt and pants they were not wearing what their parents were wearing when they came back came from Afghanistan and Pakistan at that time just because they are not wearing what they consider to be their cultural clothing they kicked their children out of the masjid and their grandchildren are where no where to be found in the masjid now the question brothers and sisters they built the Adelaide mosque it's still there they have prayer mat quran copies that their grandparents brought from overseas What have you built? They built that they lost their religion. What have you built? So when we talk brothers we're looking at reality. When we say let's reflect, we're looking at reality. We live in this society as the census said in the northern part of Adelaide that is from Salisbury coming all the way to Gola. They consider Muslims that are living in the northern part are over 12,000. over 12000 not even one masjid not even one prayer hall that can accommodate over 200 people those who came and rented this place they did not rent thinking that we got big number of people let's open a masjid they thought let's come together maybe we can help the kids at least to help them with the quran and for your information brothers and sisters wallahi not to boast the whole adelaide a place that is active women children adults every single day there is something for them is only in this small place that you live in now but we are not left alone the next door neighbors they're not happy with you being here now they are ready if you park your car in front of them they're going to take photo and send it to the council we are not here 
daytime. Our program is always after hours. Just next door here. Last week, one of the adults were with me here. They complained a car parked in front of them when we were praying. It is an issue. They parked their cars eight hours in front of our office here. No one said anything. Just on Friday, from 1.30 to 2, it is a problem we're facing now. We cannot live like this. We know there are more people. If there will be more space, they will be here. That's why I said, it's not about the culture. Let's prepare something for ourselves and our children. Alhamdulillah, last week I started this discussion. The owner of the property approached us. He didn't put the property in the market and said, if you guys are interested, we're going to sell it to you five million. Five million is a good deal. We can move into the big place. But we are still stuck with this condition of people. When they report us to the council, we're going to be questioned. So we looked around and found a bigger land that will give us a complex of activities that we can do as a society with a cheaper price, which is 3.5. Brothers and sisters in faith, when we sat down and looked at this, we don't have 3.5 million to buy it. But we know if even we are to come together as a community, we can get 8,000 families to say we're going to give 400 or 300 or 250. Within a month, we should be able to buy that land. Do we need to go and beg anyone? When we care about our children, do we need to go anywhere? When we want to build a future for this generation that is in front of us, we want a place where the ladies will feel comfortable going to the masjid, knowing that they're going to go and sit there and learn the Quran, instead of being in a place where they gossip and bring issue to you as a husband in the house. So we are calling on every one of us today. We are launching a campaign to mobilize money. Since we are going by stages, we are going, our target, to be able to get $2 million. To put it on the property so that we can go from there. To do this, we need donations. We need those that can pledge and say, I'm going to give you $200, $300, $500. Give me three weeks. Give me four weeks. We want to see those brothers who are eager to prepare for their hereafter. As the Prophet said, when you die, the only thing that will still come to you is Sadaqat al-Jariyah. Or knowledge that you've left behind. Or children that you brought up in the right path. If you are able to achieve this, you will get all three. Number one, Sadaqat al-Jariyah, when we get the place, it's going to run as a masjid, as a community center, everything that we need. So every now and then, you will get reward for that. Number two, children will learn. You don't need to teach them. As long as they learn Quran there, you will be getting reward. Man salaka tariqan yaltamiz fihi nuran, salaka Allahu lahu tariqan ilal jannah. Whoever make a way, pave a way, that people seek knowledge, Allah will make a way for them to jannah. And also, your children and grandchildren will be part of it so that they will have a good future. By that, they will be able to remember their religion and pray for you. So you will get three out of all that the Prophet said. So we are saying to you, we are calling with a loud voice. Brothers and sisters, let's get up and do something for ourselves and our future. Let's try 
to do this with good intention, as the Prophet ﷺ said, we should protect ourselves and our children from Jahannam. This is the way. So let's do it together. We can do it as long as we are together. So we call you all, inshallah, after salat. Those that are donating, donate. Those that are going to scan our uh, QR code and go and pledge. And whatever that you can support it, not only you, go beyond yourself. Anyone that you know, whether in this state, interstate, overseas, we have a PayPal account that they can pay through. We have the bank account they can pay through. The idea here is let's work together and get something for our future. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answer and make it easy for us. Allah usalli wa usallim ala rasulina Muhammad, haythu amaran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi muhkami tanzili. إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وآل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت ورحمت وباركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد ورد اللهم عن الهلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وأمر وثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابعي التابعين وتابعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وأن معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا رحم الرحمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتبع لنا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم أرينا الحق حق ورزقنا التباعه وأرينا الباطل باطل ورزقنا اجتنابه اللهم اكفر لحينا وميتنا وكبيرنا وصغيرنا وذكرنا وأنثانا وحرنا وعبدنا وحاضرنا وغائبنا وطائنا وعاسينا برحمتك يا رحم الرحمين يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين أمين إباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتعيز القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يذكركم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزركم ولا ذكر الله أولى وأكبر أكم الصلاة